Allen Capital Group, Market Commentary, July 2021. All of the lights. Distraction is the enemy of success, and distractions in the investment realm are well supplied. Wall Street never hesitates, dispensing arbitrary advice. You need this, or you should do that. The pundits on CNBC don't know you or your family. Rather than focus on the essential, most of us immerse ourselves in a sea of detail. When faced with a problem, our first impulse is to add information. We feel having more data empowers us to make better decisions. Rarely do we approach an issue by subtracting, removing the clutter, focusing on the most relevant points. Quality information trumps quantity of information. Every time. Unfortunately, we tend to avoid the hard work necessary to simplify because simple doesn't mean easy. Simplicity is the result of long, challenging work, not the beginning. Seeming inevitable in hindsight, although much less assured in reality, the S&P 500 rolled through July, perching again near all-time highs. Animal spirits were not as kind to emerging markets. Increasing oversight on the private sector, the Chinese government delivered an onslaught of regulatory actions for consumer internet companies and online education firms. As a result, Chinese tech stocks plunged in July. Per the Wall Street Journal, in recent months, China has blown up what would have been the world's largest initial public offering, launched probes into some of its biggest technology companies, and wiped out more than a trillion dollars in market value while investors scramble for cover. For the 10 largest Chinese companies listed in the U.S., more than $140 billion in market cap evaporated over the final two weeks of July. China's barrage of regulatory action is a stinging reminder that emerging market investing is not for the faint of heart. Anxious investors view the slide in Chinese stocks as a portfolio threat. Opportunists will recall the motto, Never let a good crisis go to waste. July revealed the pandemic set yet another record, the shortest recession in history. The National Bureau of Economic Research determined the U.S. economy bottomed in April 2020, making the COVID-19 recession a two-month episode. The previous record was a six-month recession during the first half of 1980. The latest recession ended an economic boom that began in June 2009 and lasted 128 months, the longest U.S. economic expansion on record. Our current expansion is already over a year old. It's not easy to imagine the recent run stretching 100-plus months. Yet, as we've learned over the past year and a half, things that have never happened before happen all the time. What's next for rates? Interest rates are a significant factor in every market imaginable. They act as a benchmark, a hurdle rate, a cost of capital, and an income component for portfolios. During July, Treasury yields, which move inversely to prices, fell to their lowest level since February amid the effects of fading fiscal stimulus and concerns the Delta variant could hamper our economic recovery. At the same time, Spreads between Treasury bond yields and their riskier corporate siblings compressed to levels tighter than before the pandemic. Low yields, coupled with tight spreads, make bonds vulnerable to escalating interest rates. The question is when rates will climb. 
The Fed has numerous reasons to maintain loose monetary policy. The most prominent are unemployment and the lingering threat of the virus. They only have one reason to tighten. Inflation. Inflation continues to surprise to the upside. The Consumer Price Index accelerated in June, rising at the fastest pace in more than a decade, pushing the 12-month increase to 5.4%. The June rise of 0.9% comes after increases of 0.8% in April and 0.6% in May, bringing the three-month change to 9.7% annual rate. In some way, we all feel the pinch at the register. Acknowledging base effects, supply chain disruption, and pent-up consumer demand, the Fed maintains its view that elevated inflation is temporary. Investors worry that if inflation continues surprising to the upside, the Fed risks falling behind the curve, forcing them to play catch-up. Unprecedented situations like the COVID crisis demand an aggressive response, which often wins the moment. It's not until later that we discover the unintended consequences of our actions surrendered the decade. Managing the Elevation Depressed interest rates continue to drive U.S. stock markets higher. Bond yield is scarce, while low discount rates for future cash flow point to higher present value for stocks. A measure commonly used for valuation, the forward price-to-earnings ratio, reads 21.6 for the S&P 500, well above the 25-year average of 16.73. Above-average valuations lead to delicate markets. The last time the S&P 500's forward P.E. ratio flew at this altitude was 2001. Reversion to the mean is a powerful force. It builds and destroys wealth with equal indifference. Pessimists see soaring valuations as a threat, consuming wealth when P.E. ratios contract. Optimists justify high valuation plateaus because of, insert a reason here, there's no permanently high plateaus, but equally, there's no guarantee of mean reversion just because we expect it. Thanks to momentum, markets can detach from fundamentals, remaining at high values for long periods. Taking advantage of the long-term market growth with historically high valuations is a challenge. The best strategy is to form a long-term mindset, develop an asset allocation approach that's comfortable, then stand firm. We underestimate how important it is to hold our nerve at a few key life moments. We also underestimate our ability to prepare for them. The next time financial market pundits catch your ear, consider this. Declaring the bull market will end or stocks will soar is easy. Determining the timing is impossible. And while being ahead of your time by a year can make us wealthy, being ahead of our time by a decade will drive us mad. Conclusion. U.S. stocks roost near all-time highs, and credit spreads are at all-time tights. Prospective returns in bond markets are not especially alluring. At the same time, elevated equity valuations provide a narrow, if non-existent, margin of safety. The risk of higher inflation and higher rates, combined with fading fiscal stimulus, can provoke bouts of volatility. The struggle with investing is more often about what we don't know than what we do know. Bright, flashing, and mesmerizing distractions won't relent in their mission to lure us into games we don't have to play. Lean on your advisor. 
They understand the game you're playing and will tell you what you need to hear, which isn't always what you want to hear. They'll help you limit the noise, focusing instead on elements in your control. In the end, investing's ground state is uncertainty, and investing wisdom is defined by how we cope with it. Travis Portwood, Chief Investment Officer, Allen Capital Group.